Hi everybody, Ethan here, and for this intro I wanted to make it festive. It's the holiday season, so I wanted to spread some cheer and remind you that 2019 was an incredible year for science. You know, we got to see a black hole for the first time, and that Chinese robot landed on the far side of the moon, and, you know, those 11,000 scientists from around the world declared a climate emergency, where it seems like the ice caps are melting faster than ever, and uh, there's more storms, and we're all probably going to die sooner than we previously thought. So it's an exciting time for science, and I just personally wanted to say thank you to all of you bad scientists. I love all of you. I appreciate you listening. Keep enjoying the show, spreading the word, and I'm inviting everybody right now to join me in my cabin for the holidays. I don't have it yet, but I'll post the address and you can all meet me there. It'll be in the Rocky Mountains. So tell the important people in your life that you love them or just tell them that you like them. If you don't want to come on too strong, that's still a good compliment and happy holidays. And I will see you in 2020. Bye-bye. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I'm Ethan Edinburgh. And today we're talking about an Academy Award winning film, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And our first guest is already looking at me like, I don't believe that that's true. But it is true. (laughs) I won for for, uh, makeup, I guess. Uh, Best uh, makeup effects. I don't know what that's called. Anyways, I'll introduce her so you're not just imagining some weird face. She's a comedian, international food writer, producer and emotional eater, Lindsay Ames. Hi. How's it going, Lindsay? Oh, it's fantastic. Can you explain for people why you're an emotional eater? Uh, I mean, honestly, I just feel as uh, like, um, I don't know. I, I really wasn't. Excited. I can tell you're emotional already. This <laughs> no, is I'm making you, this is Does deep. Does anyone have a burger? <laughs> um, Bring Lindsay a burger. I Emily. do need that. <laughs> you know, it was just something quippy and funny to say in the moment. Uh, you but know, do you find are, when you're upset that you will eat like I'm more just, than you should or you eat straight to ice cream brownie? I'm going to ask you the same question. Here's our, our the next thing. Guest. I'm always eating, always thinking about eating, always mm-hmm. thinking about what you're eating. <laughs> uh, I'm If I'm eating at the moment, I'm thinking about what I'm eating, going to eat next or like make later. So yes. it's just like I'm consumed with food all the time. All the time. It's always in my mouth. I'm yeah, you have like, multiple online accounts about uh, it, which yeah. I do want to get into. And yes. to solve your curiosity, I had a breakfast burrito a, a couple hours ago. Okay, this is also, that's a huge thing because uh, <laughs> your concept of a breakfast burrito is probably very different than my concept oh, of a breakfast burrito. You told me it was breakfast tacos, sir. The trust has <laughs> okay, been broken. Okay, see, already, already. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me introduce that voice so people aren't confused. He is a researcher at the Social Cognitive Neuroscience Lab of UCLA. It's Dr. Daniel Ames. Hi. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for joining us. Two Ameses. Glad to be here. Yes. I don't want to throw gasoline on this taco burrito fire. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you eat today? Because if not, Lindsay's going to lose. Wait, it. before we go on to that, oh, I do just quickly, I need to know what okay. was in your this breakfast burrito because yeah, I sure. have, yeah. Sure. Um, I, first of all, I can't not order a breakfast burrito. If I go to a place and it's on the menu, it's very, very difficult for me not to get it. Same. And today it was, I've never had it this place before, but it was a tortilla, like a white tortilla, which, you know, not preferred, but that's what they had. Okay. White tortilla. Uh, eggs. It had some sort, I guess, sausage possibly or uh, bacon. I'm not even sure. I don't remember. That's how quickly I just scarfed this thing mm-hmm. into my mouth. Uh, and cheese for sure. It had melted cheese. And I think that that might have been it. Oh, and like a salsa, like a pico de gallo type, uh, almost like a green sauce, if you will. See, that's important. Because, yes. And that is a breakfast burrito. But for me, when I want a breakfast burrito and I'm going to have one, it's basically I just want a regular, what a regular burrito is, but let's Mm. substitute the steak, the chicken, whatever for for eggs. eggs. Got it. And I'll do without the rice because it's a yes. flavor reducer. I don't need rice in my burritos, or I'll be honest. the beans, but I will take mm. the beans. It's fine. Uh, beans can go. They do have some flavor yeah. and texture, but rice, gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Daniel, what's A, what'd you eat today? And B, how do you take your breakfast burrito? Man, I, I didn't have time to eat breakfast this morning because I was so busy changing my last name to Ames. Because <laughs> in time I feel, for the podcast. Yeah, I just yeah, think weird. it's important. <laughs> we didn't the address paperwork. that. Thank you. I did, well, you know, yeah. I just thought it was common courtesy. You're looking out for the company. That, yeah, this happens with all of your Yeah, Yeah, yeah. we only book guests that have the same last name. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, why yeah, we yeah. do so few podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, what would you eat? What's your ideal breakfast burrito? Um, ideal breakfast burrito has got to be spicy oh, for me. I like yeah. that. Okay. Great. That's important. Yes. Um, We've got a guy who lives on the edge 
over here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. me. D- I can tell the moment he walked Dan in. Stevenson. I mean, aim. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now they can find you. <laughs> did you have one today? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, lunch, right. You didn't but, eat. I, but it's yeah, spicy where it ends. But that's the only category. It has, it to, be has to be spicy. I don't care it. what the hell's in it. So could you explain to me the difference between burrito and jar of salsa? I get confused sometimes. Okay. As to. I'm into that too. Like, a there's a little bit more of a texture, I guess, in a breakfast teeny, burrito. Tiny bit. Yeah, and okay. I think I really, I think the only prerequisite is that you have it in the morning hours and that it's wrapped in a tortilla. But listen, if you're gonna do that late, late night, oh, you know, true, breakfast oh. or dinner type thing, or like, uh, no, you're hours, honestly like instantly regret what I yeah, said. You can yeah. have a breakfast burrito anytime, anytime of the day, and you should. Yeah, there, there's now like a breakfast burrito sized and shaped hole in my stomach and my heart mm-hmm. the second one is small well now you can have something to look forward to the entire podcast is as soon Thank as you leave goodness. here you can get yourself a breakfast burrito i can show you a great spot to do it yes. i'm so hungry now too because i <laughs> had breakfast but that was it and yeah. now i'm i am okay well if you're at home or in the car or whatnot and get a burrito get, get yourself a breakfast burrito and then <laughs> listen to the rest of this because yeah. if not you're gonna be thinking about the whole time you're not gonna learn anything time. <laughs> it's gonna be a problem um so very much like my green salsa our main character here is Graham. Bam. yeah the grinch and so i wanted to know when you guys first saw this movie, what your thoughts of it were and if it had changed over time, because I assume that you saw it for the pod as well. Yeah, I mean, the first time that I saw it was for this show. Um, oh, OK. So there hasn't been like a whole lot of time for a, a grand transition of. Uh, yeah. my, no, that honestly, I like that the... even better. I like that you're, you know, now you've experienced the movie in, yeah. uh, to talk about it. I think I, that's great. I guess to be fair, my my feelings about it did change sort of in in watching it and then thinking about it afterward, because watching Whoa. it, it did sort of seem like, well, all right. Jim Carrey's a cartoon brought to life, check, and uh, some heavy-handed Seussian morality. This, you know, checks all the boxes, seems right, yep. but sort of meh. Um, but going back and thinking about it later, I do think it was kind of cool how they managed to, managed to like, expand this story that, like, really only had, like, one thing happen right. into a whole movie that sort of dealt with, I don't know, like, commercialism and, you know, the true meaning of, of Christmas and, like, I don't know. They they were doing some real things there. Cool. So your appreciation grew after you watched it. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. that. Much like my appetite for a breakfast burrito over <laughs> oh, the preceding no. <laughs> six minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to just be, you're, no matter what we talk about, we're going to compare it to our desire That's for a it. breakfast burrito. Yeah. It's coming back to that, that the whole time. <laughs> okay, great. So, uh, Lindsay, was this your first time seeing the film? Uh, it was. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. Uh, saw it for the first time a week ago. Yep. Uh, and uh, listen, any movie that has uh, existential crises, uh, Taylor Momsen as a child, revenge. Yeah, it was astounding. Like I was sitting there and totally was distracted by a the amount of makeup. Like I kept thinking yeah. about all the extras and then all the poor makeup artists that had to work on the extras. Yeah. Because you know that there were probably a lot of them, not all extras, but there was probably a lot of them that were quite um, annoying. Oh, and sure. Personalities yes, clashing. Yes, it's a stressful environment. Yeah. And that's uh, a lot hours of hours walking around. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably very stressful. And uh, and and Emily brought the, to my attention, I think she did to you guys as well before the pod, that Jim Carrey almost quit the film on the first time that they put the makeup on him because it took like eight hours and he just told Ron Howard, I don't think that I can do this. I think I'm walking. And they brought in this like CIA expert who was like an expert in like torture or like taking, do you know what his expertise that's what she was? Said. Yeah, she said oh, okay. torture. That was like, yeah, how to Specialist. control your mind, how to like deal with pain. And, uh, and somehow that convinced him. But how does that even work? Don't like know. if you're eight hours in the chair, like your working day is 12 well, hours. Okay. So then you're, I think it was like eight hours the first time because they had to, had to like get all his the face. Uh, I don't know. Put the stuff on his face. But then after that, it was like three or four hours per time. But it was every day. Yeah. So it was a lot. And that would totally convince me, like, if I had a really terrible experience and then someone was like, you know what will help you? A CIA torture expert. I'd be like, all right, fine. This this movie's going to be a good experience for me. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like, a cool thing to learn, probably, like this super meditative yeah. uh, state. And he's really into yeah. meditation. And he is, I don't know if he does astral projection, but I know that he's also, mm. you know, his Wouldn't mind. Yeah, he's like, he's an existentialist. So it could have been for him probably. So maybe this was like the turning point, like the start be. of his I spiritual mean, awakening. Oh, you know, from the all Grinch. the time that I've spent with Jim Carrey <laughs> and the discussions we've had on this, yes, he uh, definitely let me know that this was a turning point oh, for huh. him. Yeah. Hey, since we're talking about this movie, uh, could you like call Jim and maybe we can just get him on speakerphone uh-huh, or something? That'd uh-huh. be kind of cool. I may see him in a couple weeks, but oh. in passing. In why are you planning to pass no, by Jim Carrey? I just, I happen, I'm going away for a vacation uh-huh. and I was told that his new home is like very close to where, like the 
the beach that I go to, like ah. a block away from me. So you is think like, you he'll guys be there might every morning? Huh. Get coffee in the same area, maybe, or, or maybe like just that. you know, while I'm wisping in the waves, he'll be like running with his dog, and then we'll mm-hmm. just be like, "What's up, eh, Canadian?" Check out That's my paintings. Hi to each other. So, oh right, you know, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you'll def- he'll be able to tell that you're Canadian yeah. just by you being oh, around. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna say sorry, like right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, sounds like yeah. the most majestic beach Canada convergence yeah. ever. Yeah, I want this to happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it'll happen, and I want to hear about it. We'll report back. Yes, please. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, since we're talking about uh, this movie and Christmas in general, I don't know if you guys have ever celebrated Christmas or your views on it. Essentially, this movie is saying, I think what you touched on, which is this commercialism, which is like Christmas is not about presents. It's about being together and just having love, I guess. But guys have great Christmas gifts or great Christmas traditions. You do Hanukkah. uh, What's up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of a, a Chrismica family. Okay, um, great. Best uh, of both worlds. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I think so. Um, the best, of course, being the, the time spent with friends and family. Nothing that comes from a store because I would never fall prey to those sort of fallacies about the importance of material goods and one's wow. happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that, of course. <laughs> For me, uh, straight up Hanukkah, but... We do do a Christmas dinner Ooh. just because it's like a great excuse uh, yeah. to eat all the great things it's straight up with ham all mm. the way. Yeah. Breakfast burritos filled with ham. Oh, oh <laughs> is that the move? Well, here's the thing. Just like I said before, the ham would be on the side. We'll do our own kind of like I thought oh. a southern breakfast, a nice corn butter with it, and like some eggs. And then, you know, the breakfast burrito will be its own thing because with eggs. With eggs. Yeah. I don't even know what corn butter is. There are so many things missing from my life. Uh-huh. Truly, corn butter, it it will change your life. (laughs) That's a good tip. We're already giving out great tips for the holidays. give a recipe at the end, you know? (laughs) Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah, Yeah, let's do that. Or just sprinkle them throughout, whatever you think of them. I just had somebody write me the other day and they were like, they work for Rachel Ray and they were like, can you please give me this recipe? So she may be having some... Okay. Corn butter. Well, keep, keep it's us, great. That's uh, how good it is. Keep us updated on that. Yeah. As well. Oh, yeah. Guys. Gotta hear about Jim Carrey. Gotta hear about Richard <laughs> Ray. I'm really good. Bring it to of... really obnoxious. Okay. I'll stop at that. <laughs> no, okay. I love this. I love this. <laughs> this is going to help us it's out a lot. Coming. I have a good tip, I guess, because my experience, especially during Christmas time, which my family did not celebrate, we would go get Chinese food because yes. they're always open uh, for that time and go to the movies. I don't, maybe What's people. What's your order at Chinese food when you go? Ooh, I don't know. I haven't had Chinese food now in a, in, really? in a minute. I mean, I've always loved fried rice. Can't help it. Okay. Cool. feel like fried rice is the best. I don't know. Um, For sure. But like probably, I don't know, chicken something, orange chicken or like. Fascinating. Right? There's a really, there's a Chinese food place like right around the, just on the street <laughs> over there that I was like, what is that? And I wonder if it's good, but you don't know. No, so. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell. Oh, maybe it is. I think for my family too, it was also that sort of like orange, general so's, whatever kind of crispy, sweet yep. chicken. But uh, they called it, um, I kid you not, strange flavored chicken uh, at what? The, the local Chinese food <laughs> It's not place. complimentary. That was on the menu? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> strange. It, it's strange. Don't ever put that describing your food, right? And it's also inaccurate, wouldn't you say? Because it's yeah, kind of normal. It's sweet and delicious salty and, and delicious. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're just not accustomed them. to like uh, sweet things in your life, then like wow. maybe it is strange and like a really you. unsettling. I uh, Nothing. No, I don't mean you. <laughs> I mean like if somebody isn't accustomed to sweet right. things, like what's happened to you? Like sugar, we all know yeah. sugar is death, but you know, it's, yeah, I like mean, we, uh, it, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's the first flavor I There's feel nothing like. very mysterious about orange chicken. taste buds, you know, that you're like science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Our, you study, taste, taste buds are science. That's, you study all facets yeah. of science. Science, <laughs> yeah. I presume. You know everything about science in the human body, <laughs> right, right? So yeah. taste yeah. buds, like when we're children, they're the sweet ones are enlarged and then they kind of die off as we get older. So it would be the first flavor. Yeah. I'm just really upset with the m- mislabeling of this. Yeah. To, well, I'm shocked that they would even say strange. If I went to a restaurant and I said just on my own, I'll take the strange chicken parmesan. Mm-hmm. That's kind of insulting the restaurant. Yeah. Right. Because they're going to be like, well, hold on a second. I'll give you the the chicken parm, but it's not strange. It's a normal self-deprecating restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Yen Yen in New Hampshire. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you need to change it up. Yeah, I we assume they are listening. Out. Call them out. <laughs> change it up, okay? That's yeah. why you're failing. Yeah. That's why you're not a chain restaurant. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, I, I want to play a quick game with you guys. Um, usually, it's to break the ice, but we're already into we're it. In we're it. already ice best friends. Broken. Yeah. Ice has been broken, but let's let's break it all let's over again. Um, I have a game that I'm calling. Hope you got enough rest and brought your best because now it's time for a Dr. Seuss test. Oh, no. Oh, God. So I don't know what you guys know about Dr. Seuss, uh, but we are going to learn some stuff here together. I'm going to fail this. Okay, great. I know. Shooting for the stars here. Easy aims. (laughs) Do you know Dr. Seuss's real name? 
Theodore Seuss Geisel. That is correct. Theodore Seuss Geisel. Are you a big Dr. Seuss fan? I'm at least a moderately sized Dr. Seuss fan. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I was going to say Brian. <laughs> Not even a middle or last name. No. Just... Ah, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes by. So yeah. You'd have to check me on this, but to my understanding, uh, dude got caught with gin in his room uh, in college uh, and was therefore told like, dude, you cannot be editor of the humor magazine anymore. Sorry. And in order to continue like writing, that is where uh, the the Seuss pen name first, first emerges. Like, yes. nobody kicked Dr. Seuss out. Although I think it was originally supposed to rhyme with the word voice. Right. He's correct moves. about all of this. Did you do this Amazing. research before you came in I, here, Daniel? Okay, you caught me. I wrote here all of go. the Dr. Seuss books. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Ghostwriter. Theodore Seuss Geisel yeah. was a pseudonym. Yeah. <laughs> happened to you. <laughs> and also your name has changed like three times. Yeah. And of course, this podcast is incredible. Ooh, it is just, can someone walk me to my car after? <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Thank you. We will keep him in a room. Um, yeah, no, you are correct about all of that. Uh, so I assume that you'll get the rest of these questions correct. Yeah, he's uh, going to win. <laughs> I now would not guess if I was Lindsay, although I want to hear her Brian yeah. uh, parallels. <laughs> Brian, answer every question. <laughs> okay, this one is a yes or no. So you got a 50-50 shot. Okay. Did Dr. Seuss have a doctorate? No. No way. That is correct. He is not an actual doctor. Which, After that gin thing, I mean. Yeah, come on. Yeah. He's clearly He's cutting not. corners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was inspired by Dr. Dre. Yeah. That clearly came later. <laughs> Anyways, d uh, did Dr. Seuss like children? <sighs> Ooh, I wonder, because I kind of get, I kind of feel like there could be a Roald doll vibe with him where it's like he's so wildly creative and makes a space for kids, but it's just like, it's kind of a form of therapy. So I'm going to go mm. with he doesn't. Okay. I think that tracks with some like vague memory trace on in the corners of my mind. Um, <laughs> Very poetic. Yeah, I, I, think, oh, wow. I think he was... <laughs> He was sort of like, yeah, kids are, are great for other people should have them. And then I will make this awesome stuff for them to enjoy. Yeah, that was a uh, a quote, which I don't have written down, but I know that I read. He oh. he was quoted as saying, you have kids, I'll entertain them. I think that great. was, that was yeah. the deal. Um, and I also have here that uh, his widow, Audrey, uh, went so far as to say that he was afraid of children. Uh, she said he was always thinking, what might they do next? What might they ask next? And she added that he couldn't just sit down on the floor and play with them. So Whoa. I thought that was very interesting. What a trouble. That's sad to me. Because it is kind of sad. I would not really have them here sad. or there. I would not have, <laughs> have them, them anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> and she goes, well, He's I'm leaving like, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. God, I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute and all, yeah. but I'm leaving. My mother told me. <laughs> also, for the last time, you're not a doctor. Yeah. Stop telling people that, <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> what word is Dr. Seuss credited for coining? I feel like you're going to know. He's he exploring know. the far yeah, corners yeah. of his mind. Yeah. yeah. But it's the oh, far corners. Oh man, I have not vacuumed this one mind. in a minute. You <laughs> this corner is gross. Uh, I think I I might know the answer. Oh, here we go. I think you do. Uh nerd? Wow. This guy is on fire, Lindsay. <laughs> it is nerd. The, it was the first recorded instance of the word nerd. Uh, it's in his uh, book If I Ran the Zoo, published in 1950. Huh. Wow. So I really wish there was some sort of prize for you. Do you know what my sister just told me? Is what? that on Halloween, one of the daughters of a friend of ours dressed up like a nerd for Halloween uh -huh. and uh, got asked to take her costume off because it was offensive. What? Oh. Yeah. Because she had glasses with tape right. on it and might offend somebody. And it was it was interesting. We started having this really interesting conversation about, like you know, like lines and who's offended with what. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, that. Wow. I have many thoughts, but it's a whole other podcast. I was a Ninja Turtle for like 13 years in a row, and I got a letter from PETA, sort of same thing. Like, you're being <laughs> offensive toward turtles. No way. You need to cut this out. Stop. Yeah. But you're doing it for turtle awareness. <laughs> well, that's what I told them. Um, <laughs> I, I wish you'd been there. Yeah, right. me too, because I would have I would have written back some strongly worded letters. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was right. also a gigantic Ninja Turtle fan, yeah. so I might Who have to it? have you back yeah. on the yeah. pod yeah. for that. All right. To talk about how... what type of chemical to spill on turtles to, to make <laughs> to get them that. Yeah, fight crime and love pizza. Okay. So we've got one strongly worded letter to uh, to Yen Yen in New Hampshire, yep. one to PETA. Uh, PETA. PETA. Yep. So far. Okay. So far. Just trying to keep us... How many organized. letters we have to... Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. Well, and to... We're going to have to do some research, obviously, Definitely. but we yep. have to find out which restaurants are serving uh, inadequate breakfast burritos and oh, change uh, their 100%. ingredients. Because yeah. it's not spicy. What's the point of you going there? Yeah. And if they have meat and eggs, well, that's 
fucking stupid. Yeah, so, so stupid. This sounds like the most delicious research. God, <laughs> I mean, so someone has to do it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. for science. Yeah, uh, for science. Um, okay, and then uh, Dr. Seuss had a book pulled from the shelves. Mm. Do you guys know about this? Do you know no. what it was called? I don't. This one stumped you because it's the last one. So that means that I you don't know did something no. right. Well, Dan no, doesn't no, know them. None of us. None of us have no. any hope. It was called the Butter Battle Book. Uh, which is rare, I guess. It was published in 1984, and it dealt with the nuclear arms race. <gasps> what? It was pulled after six months because of underlying references to the Cold War. So if uh. you're a big Dr. Seuss fan and you want to dig deep, I guess. You can find it. Check it out. Check out the Butter Battle book. Is it on Amazon? I don't know. We should <laughs> we should check that out. And then you got to put it on your wish list. Yeah, exactly. For Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you do Christmas? We didn't, You didn't answer. Uh, not or really. Hanuk no, we do Hanukkah. Oh, you do? Oh, that's um, We say. went and did Christmas one time, uh -huh. which was a, like kind of weird for me because it was so awesome. And I was just like, oh, what? People get this all the time? That's cool. <laughs> and Hanukkah was so like kind of half-assed in my family. Oh, man, I feel now so bad about anybody in my family listening to this. But it was just like, you know. Listen, you're telling your truth. You light you know, a candle. They can't judge that. Yeah. You get a, you sing a, song. a mini gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get like a cool folder yeah by day three you're like oh, we're not getting any more presents like, right exactly and i get it for? and i don't deserve more than three <laughs> yeah. regardless yeah, Jewish yeah, guilt. of course yeah totally <laughs> uh so yeah i i want to talk about nature versus nurture and then and mm. well maybe we can just start with what you're doing at this lab the social cognitive neuroscience lab uh, sure um you know the lab works on a lot of things uh a lot of it is neuroscience that has to do with people thinking about other people oh. um Increasingly, we're getting interested in the neuroscience of communication and, and people um, kind of being on the same page or on different pages. You know, part of what I'm doing right now with this uh, flapping of lips and buzzing of air into this microphone <laughs> is that um, I'm trying to convey an idea. So an idea is a pattern of activation in my brain. And to the extent that I'm conveying that idea cleanly... Mm -hmm. I am taking that pattern of activation that is in my brain and putting it into your brains and into the listeners' brains. Yeah. Um, if I'm doing a, you know a good job conveying the idea, then there's a certain amount of synchrony between our brains. Our brains are sort of doing the same thing, and we can measure that. And so we can look at the extent to which people are on the same wavelength when that sort of brain synchrony falls apart, when it comes back together, wow. that sort of thing. And you know, synchrony isn't always what you want. You might want people in in complementary states for problem solving or whatever. But looking at multi-brain interaction is something that we're getting increasingly into. Whoa. So I don't know if this is accurate, but in my head, I'm picturing like me and five other people in a room with different puzzles and like wires hooked up to our heads. Yeah, actually, that's that's not far from the truth. I okay. mean, you know, we use different methodologies, but uh, yeah, right now, um, uh, one of my uh, colleagues, Shannon Burns, is heading up a, a cool study where people are playing a collaborative video game together. Whoa. Um, yeah, well, uh, while having uh, these these brain hats on. Oh, great. Yeah. What kind of game? What are we talking about? Oh, FIFA. <laughs> NBA 2K, um, Red uh, Dead Redemption. Uh, I'll just is, keep. <laughs> yeah, Tic Tac Toe, the electronic edition. It's um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Come on. Oh, <laughs> it's a it, it's a, a restaurant simulator. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, this is my jam. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we together to fulfill orders. And, oh, hold on you know. a second. <laughs> Katie, are you okay? Oh, she was having a dream. Oh, we're just having a nightmare. Sorry, she does. That we had the most so adorable cute. interruption. Oh. Uh, Emily's dog, Katie, was just having a dream or a nightmare, nightmare. I guess. There was a little whimper. It was like a, oh, that was a little heartbreaking. Wow, that was fantastic. Um, don't sorry, be sorry. I often have that effect on oh. people and dogs. <laughs> and put them to I don't sleep. take offense. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. No, wait. So it's a, it's a restaurant <laughs> game. Did you know about restaurant games? You like rest you play those? I know of. There have been other incarnations of restaurant games, but just any there's so much that this just makes me think uh -huh. about that I'm fascinated. So I want to know what's the structure of the game. Ooh. Um there are like a whole bunch of different things that need to happen, right, to make an order of food. Hello, adorable interruption. It was the breakfast burrito I had. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Uh, that's great. Um, 
And, uh, you know, uh, not all those jobs in the kitchen can be done uh, by one person uh, if you're going to get those orders out officially. Well, they so can if it's me, but yeah. As well. wow. Okay. No, sure. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yes. I deal with, like, you, no, uh, I know this very well. You hooked up to four different functional near-infrared spectroscopy uh, rigs while also controlling four different controllers and just nailing it. Just yeah. crushing oh, it. Destroying. I'll crush it. Uh, so, so you'll have, like, somebody that's facilitating, like, orders being passed, somebody that's uh, cooking, chopping. and then... Yeah. Let you... It's like Overcooked. You ever play Overcooked or Overcooked? Yeah, too? Like that, Mama... is, that is, I think, in yeah. fact, the name of the game. Oh, my oh is God. it? Oh, I okay. love that game. I've played the... What was it? Mama's Kitchen? Oh, a bunch okay. I used to... But it's the same type of thing where it's, like, chopping. But it's, it's fascinating just because spending so much time cooking and, like, this weekend, I was just at a friend's place for a Lekka party, which mm. was so fun. Delightful. Um, but, and I love cooking with people of all different um, experience levels. But whenever I do that, if it's people that enjoy cooking but aren't necessarily so adept in the kitchen, it's it's really amazing because it, it does take so much organization, yeah. so much timing, so much communication, and also just like uh, like inner clock and timing like I'll always have timers on but my body it's so like I know I will always like basically a minute or two before the timer goes off I know that it's coming up to time yeah. whatever if it's an hour an hour and a half or like whatever it's just become like fine-tuned yeah. yeah and it's interesting just to see like she had a bunch of different things she wanted to prepare and it was fascinating for me to watch because I wasn't even supposed to be coming over to help prepare. It ended up mm. being that we wanted to make pierogies because our friend made some for Thanksgiving. So she was going to show us how she did it. Now, my friend had all these things she wanted to make in alongside of these potato latkes. And there was like, easily she was going to make about 100. Whoa. And she wasn't going to have any help. Wow. But it was fascinating to see the way that she had like, had we not been there, I'm really not sure how this would have come to fruition and it was fascinating to see like in her brain the order in which she thought things were gonna have to go and i was like i don't want to be bossy but like yeah how about we do this and like how about we then start this and while this is like cooking here then we'll go to this because this like part of the oven is open and then that can be cooking while you're preparing this other stuff mm -hmm. and it's like there's just so many things, even if you're well-versed in the practicum of cooking, there's so many other things that have to happen. So this is just like super fascinating. No, yeah, totally. That yeah. sounds like a, a, like you pulled off a super uh, elegant solution to a socially like tricky situation. There's, there's some cool ex, uh, research on experts and non-experts, um, oh, cool. which sounds like uh, sort of the dynamic that maybe you had going on there where, where you're an expert, you, you just like know how to do the thing. Um, and perhaps not for you, but for some folks who just know how to do the thing, it can be hard to explain to someone who doesn't know how to do the thing what all the sub things are and that's mm -hmm. so um one study that's that's coming to mind is uh one where some accomplished guitar players were teaching some guitar novices and the advice that they gave wasn't terribly good Useful. because yeah. yeah um the way that uh this was solved was by having the guitar players the experts play with their non-dominant hands and try that experience Whoa. and come to the experience themselves as a novice right um That's awesome and yeah. thereby overcome these sorts of uh what are sometimes referred to as the curse of knowledge effects where mm. um having that sort of curse uh makes it difficult to appreciate what others don't appreciate um and by coming to it uh you know uh, with their non-dominant hand they were able to to better help other people learn mm -hmm. so hmm. left handed i don't but. well no it wasn't for me i thrive like in communication i think also yeah. because of all the different jobs and being a comedian and a writer and like working collaboratively i also think truly being a woman because you have to the way you communicate with anybody it's it's a lot more thought out you have to be a lot more conscious hmm. of how your um your interpersonal relationships and communications go and i also think being canadian uh, <laughs> i do think like i'm i i enjoy the process of working with people that aren't necessarily as skilled and i've taught a lot of people how to cook and so i want people to have the best time doing whatever it is that they're doing so it's like i'm just there to help and however it can happen that's great and and if there's foibles along the way like we'll fix it up but yeah, I don't hmm. come in and like overtake. Huh. 
yeah. novel concept for me. So subverting my my own mm-hmm. ego and self righteousness yeah. about how a thing should be done mm-hmm. because it's maybe that isn't guys, the most important. But thing it really right is. It is hard. But it, it it is not to. It is to take a step back over ego. Is like is yes. is very difficult. There's plenty of people who yeah. are incapable for sure. Yeah. Um. One of which the Grinch. <laughs> do Bring do you back. ever have? <laughs> People like, have you taught somebody that reminded you of the Grinch or had somebody in the lab that was just, I don't want to do anything that, you know, with the group, uh, you know, I'm on my own. I hate all these things that you're doing the way that you're doing it. No, I, I don't think that I, uh, yeah, I guess I've just been fortunate with the the people that I've, that I've worked with and who are in my life. I I don't think I've really encountered any Grinches. Oh, great. Until today. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, I believe uh, we went back and forth through email a little bit and you were talking about the Grinch's initial explanations about why he hates stuff don't actually align with it at the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally said all those things prior to having seen the film. Hilarious. <laughs> and, oh, but uh, you knew the story. Yeah, but it's maybe more applicable to the to, to the original. Um, <laughs> but um, sort of what I was on about there, I think, was uh, at the the top of the story, the Grinch gives this whole litany of reasons why like he does not, why Christmas is bad. Um, but ultimately it kind of turns out those, those, maybe those weren't really the reasons. It was just sort of this, uh, <laughs> much like a burrito, oh, uh, human beings this. often want to kind of like wrap themselves in, in, in a sense of a uh, safe, warm tortilla. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> yes. With or without spicy sauce. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also a, 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 tor- a, a tortilla like a of, of worldview and consistency of, mm-hmm. of self. People ah. want to see themselves and want to see their ideas as internally coherent. That is like a deep drive. Like confirmation bias, right? Um, confirmation bias totally is, a, is at, at least as it's used in the psychological literature, that's a slightly different idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at least adjacent. So sure, you could look for confirmation bias, um, which is to say, be biased toward information that right. coheres with what Your I already know. beliefs, yeah, right? Or yeah. believe about myself right. in this case. So right. oh, okay. for someone um, like Burrito Grinch or the actual Grinch. Don't call um, me that. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, you're the silly You're the silly No, no, no. It could be more comfortable to like... Uh, wallow in in how much you hate all the things and this thing is 100% bad and also I am 100% uh, bad and I'll sing a song about how bad I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in fact, even um, folks who are uh, clinically depressed are not always, but um, often slow to accept evidence that they, them, that they might be like good people or have positive attributes because in part at least, um, there is something so perversely comforting about like knowing yourself to be bad. Yeah, because it's confirming the notions that they have about themselves and like the- The I'm validation yeah. Yeah, of it. Yeah. your story of yourself to yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like you're used to the feeling of pain so that- If yeah, anything, that probably makes, drives you even more like deeper into your the ground of- depression or into Mm -hmm. this story you're telling yourself, which may not be true because it feels like at least in the Grinch that he has this whole cavern of, Mm -hmm. you know, his isolation. And so it's like the more I tell myself this, the more I talk to him, he's literally talking to his own echo, Mm -hmm. right? At one point. And he's the echo is saying you're an idiot or Mm -hmm. you're stupid or something. So it feels like, yeah, the more you are in this burrito, this tortilla, Mm -hmm. the maybe the safer, I guess it feels or the warmer, more comfortable because you're just agreeing with yourself all the time. It's like, oh, I'm a piece of crap. I'm a piece of crap. Yeah, you are. But uh, at least I don't have to challenge myself with mm-hmm. new ideas about myself or society. Right. So yeah. I'm going to stay up in this burrito. Yeah, yeah. that feels tough. Tortilla I gotta open of the burrito. terror. I got to be a, an open face sandwich now. <laughs> you can just pick no. at me. That's weird. <laughs> uh, but, I, but that's important, right? I mean, that's the point is that you need to be uh, susceptible to change and like, uh, you know, uh, open minded, I guess. And not just like, oh, because I did. One thing that was wrong, mm-hmm. I'm not an idiot. I'm not an embarrassment. I still have good uh, character traits. Yeah. and it can I mean, not me personally. You don't know me, <laughs> but in general. No, but it can be hard to see that in, in, in other people and to see it in yourself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right on. But Cindy Lou Who saw it in mm-hmm. Mr. Grinch and was able to say, I don't know why exactly she saw it, but uh, she was able to see the good in everyone, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, because she was having her own. I think that's what it was: is that right. she was having her own existential crisis at five years old. Yeah, advanced. And, yes, so advanced. And uh, although yeah. a pretty 
big idiot move not to know that the Grinch was the Santa Claus hiding behind that tree. Come on, I know. His hands are right, green right. and weird. Yeah, she was oblivious, but I think she chose, you know? <laughs> yeah, We yeah. choose what we see and what we don't see. Ooh. Yeah. I think recently folks have been talking a little bit more about uh, the human propensity to like default to truth, to, to thinking that other people are, are telling them the truth. Not that we always do this, but... Um, this was something that if it's seen a resurgence recently, I think that um, Malcolm Gladwell's latest book has a lot to do oh, with I it. I want to read that. Um, talking to Strangers? Yeah. Have, did, did you read that? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Did, 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 yeah. did, you, did you read that? <laughs> you read that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that. Um, we're all the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Sorry, are we yelling at you? Yeah, Interrupted. We, That's kind of a common yeah. comedian yeah, thing. Sorry. We just yell yeah. stupid not stuff. Yeah. Not, not at all. At I'm, the smartest person. Yeah, the smartest person <laughs> yeah. in the room. Yeah. I'm, I we just want to bring you down to our level, true. you know? Yeah, um, we're bringing you down, man. Mm. But just, <laughs> this propensity to, this propensity yeah. to, to default truth, the, the idea um, is that, like, man, if, if we had to actually go through the calculations of like who's telling me the truth and who isn't at any given time, that would just be like exhausting it, uh, you know, in terms of our overall cognitive capacity and just in terms of like conscious social interaction in, sense. in, in social psych. Um, we often talk about the sort of the, the problem of other minds and how th there is kind of this desire to, to connect and to understand what's going on and to, to connect with and to understand what's going on inside other people's heads. And there's, there's these inconvenient uh, barriers that like preclude that direct mind to mind contact. These are called skulls. It's probably good that we have those mm -hmm. skulls. Uh, yeah. 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 But, but, Oh, the, the problem that is the isolation of, I mean, problem is arguably the wrong word. Like obsession might be, mm -hmm. uh, might be a, a more specific yeah, uh, yeah. word that, that still kind of means problem because, uh, for most people, it's difficult not to uh, think about what's what's going on in, in other people's yeah, minds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and yet, there are some things that a lot of that happens on on autopilot. And one of the things that seems to happen on autopilot, in many cases anyway, um, is the propensity for folks like poor Cindy Lou Who to default to truth when confronted with a talking Christmas tree. Yeah, that's probably Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was wondering, piggybacking on what you were saying about like being isolated, not connecting with other people, not getting on the same wavelength, because there definitely is a frustration. I'm sure we all feel when you're not understood yeah. or when you feel like you're trying to express yourself, but it's not coming across. And then there is such a validation, such a, a victory when it happens yeah. accurately, mm -hmm. right? And you're like, oh, you totally get me. Or at least, we are friends. Or at least with the perception of accuracy. Um, it, it's often not when it, it feels like it's accurate anyway. But yeah, that feeling of you get me. Um, sometimes people talk about this as, as shared worldview. Uh, oh. uh, yeah, like, yeah, we see things the same way. Um, you and I, yes, there's something like so, so delicious, uh, so rare um, yeah. about that. What is that about? And how can you make that available for someone like this, who's just, you know, I'm in a hole. I'm like digging myself deeper and deeper all the time that people just don't get me. You don't get me, mom. Mm. <laughs> As a lot of the music I listened to when yeah, I was yeah. younger. <laughs> um, I mean, to, to the latter question in terms of how to make that happen, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I have an informed answer to that. And so I think the principled thing for me to do is to shut up. Like when you don't know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Not knowing um, is totally fine. I mean, with, no answer for that if you hey, don't connect with your kids. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, with respect to the the former, you know, what sort of what that's about. Um, yeah. It's tempting to say something about the way that human beings evolved as these like, you know, deeply socially dependent uh, species. You know, we, other animals pop out of their moms and they're like running five minutes later and they, they, they're matured. We come out these like utterly helpless things right. um, who for like years um, need other people and even, you know, into adolescence and adulthood desperately like need other people in order to, to survive. You put a human alone in the woods. We're not going to do as well as a lot of those other animals out there. Right. Um, and so there's been uh, a lot of uh, neuroarchitecture uh, having been built over our evolutionary history, pushing us toward uh, the desire for, for that social connection. And, you know, uh, not all humans, hashtag not all humans, mm -hmm. uh, people differ in the extent to which they feel like they need, uh, other people in their lives and social connection. But oh, true. by and large, I think, I think for most of us, um, feeling misunderstood feels bad and mm -hmm. rejection feels bad. Um, and, uh, feeling a sense of belonging and, and understanding, uh, feels good. 
in terms of rejection feeling bad, some of the folks that I work with have done an awful lot of work showing that the neural circuitry that registers physical pain um, has significant overlap with the neural circuitry that encodes uh, social pain. Wow. Um, you know, social rejection. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. And we have words like uh, heartbreak that kind of hint in that direction, but sure. it's probably more than metaphor. Wow. So yeah, we can, and this seems to come up all the time that we can really affect our physical bodies oh, by yeah. being mentally. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It sounds great. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. Um, and then also if somebody's heart grows three sizes, would that kill them? <laughs> huh. <laughs> Sounds like an empirical question. I'm going to contact the internal review board right now and see if we can get approval to run a study wherein we enlar enlarge like people's hearts, hearts okay. times yeah. three. Great. And I'm sure that there will be no ethical qualms Sounds problematic about for sure. this whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to stop eating cheeseburgers if it does that for sure. Oh, that's yeah, true. It's just going like that. diet. It? Yeah, can you still no. eat burritos? That's the question. No. Because if you can, a, yeah. not the kind that but it seems like we all enjoy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, okay. How about uh, just a disaster holiday stories because i thought there was like a huge scene in this movie where they he burns down the tree and basically just everything goes wrong with their christmas he steals all their gifts it's like a whole thing so i don't know did that ring true to you guys at all do you think like oh yeah that was kind of like my one christmas where my brother barfed on me that happened to you too um <laughs> our brothers are gross <laughs> you um the the thing that comes to mind is is sort of more uh, Christmas adjacent than I mean I think it, it's something that happened uh, over over winter break. Um, my my first uh, international experience happened when some friends and I were trying to go skiing in Vermont, and uh, one of us mistook a Route Five sign for a Mile Five marker, and we ended up at the Canadian border. Um, and this was when you could still get in with just a driver's license, right? <laughs> Whoa. And then we just ended up in all the strip bars. I don't know. You, know, you <laughs> so only have to be total accident. To yeah. I, I wrote Panera Bread into my <laughs> yeah, GPS and all of a sudden. Yeah. I vividly remember, which isn't to say that I accurately remember because, well, never mind. That's a different psychology topic. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, but I at least that. vividly remember um, the driver being, you know, at interrogated very lightly about what our business was in crossing the border um to which he replied um get some food or something that's what worked yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and he, it, it was more of a, a get some holiday, food or something yeah it was more of a holiday disaster for him than than for me because he had only brought his snowboarding boots and so he's clomping around <laughs> oh the city oh yeah restaurants yeah. in the underground tunnels yeah. yeah wait hard boots or soft boots Oh, hard. Yeah. Oh, it was really clip clopping that's around. a problem right there. I got it. Yeah. If you're going to snowboard in hard boots, I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Whistler, so it's like, gotcha. yeah, hard boot. It's like, I just. Were you guys. I'm going to get some real hate mail for my. <laughs> yeah, for my hard boots. Wild, people yeah. Freak out. Yeah, people <laughs> Were you as excited as Lindsay was when she learned that you accidentally got to the Canadian border? Or were you like, oh, this is wrong. We're not supposed to be they here. They hated it. Um, I think that that for me, uh, like I was into it. I th I sort of viewed this as kind of a a happy accident. Um, the other two people that I was with were brothers, and they were so busy, you know, kind of flipping out at each other that I was able <laughs> to just kind of chill in the back and enjoy the ride. Like I was felt sort of absolved of all responsibility. I wasn't the navigator. I wasn't the driver. I was just, yeah. I was just 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 here for for the skiing and snowboarding, guys. And so if we're going to Canada <laughs> instead, that's fine. Fortunately, one of us spoke a little bit of French, and we managed to eat some eggs, so we didn't starve. <laughs> he he got that order through in the restaurant. Thanks, Luke. Um, now let me ask you about these eggs. Were they in a tortilla? Thank you. <laughs> No. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> so they, so they didn't even count. <laughs> if, yeah. So I think well, that's the way it that's works. A snack. Right? If food is not in, in a, a tortilla, tortilla, it doesn't count. It has no calories. No calories. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's definitely not a meal. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It, you might as well have eaten snow. Yeah. Uh, as someone who knows all the things about all the sciences, I'm pretty sure that's scientifically true. Yeah. It just has no calories. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. It put anything in a tortilla if you <laughs> want to eat it. Yeah. Um, Lindsay, do you have some sort that of. That works, though. Uh, a puke snowboarding story? Um, I don't know why I keep going to puke. There's puke. no reason for that. I know. I was going to say, I mean. God. It's probably right at the time where somebody finally got their breakfast burrito and they're listening to the pod and they're like, yes, uh, I've been waiting the yeah. whole time. And now all I'm talking about what? is vomit. Yeah. Because they drove. They were listening to this in their car yep. on the way to get the tortilla. Make sure you write us if that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> this has I been want a, all the follow-up. Yeah. This. this has been a real like uh, emotional and gastrointestinal <laughs> yeah. roller coaster for <laughs> podcast listeners today. It, it, 
it's yeah. not just an audio experience. This <laughs> not, gets deep. I'm not sure it, if it really counts, but it w- did happen over a Christmas break uh, that my boyfriend and I went uh, with my parents to Hawaii and uh, we my mom wanted to have some Maui Wowie, as she called it. And she wasn't really okay. like, uh, I kind of was the gatekeeper to introducing my mom to weed. And uh, and so she didn't want to smoke it. So we made edibles. And I'm great with cooking, not with math. And we made some very, mm. very strong brownies, which were ex- – what a ride. So much fun. Sure. Uh, but we had one left over at the end end of the trip and my boyfriend and I were like well we'll take it right when we get to the airport and then we'll just like because it's we were doing a red eye so we were like oh it'll be great like we'll do the red eye we'll just pass out no problem Um, because it's such a gnarly flight so when we were my mom earlier on the day was like Lindsay you have to throw out this brownie right and I was like oh yeah 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 and then when we were driving on the way to the airport my mom goes Lindsay did you throw out that brownie and uh, I didn't want to lie to her but I also didn't want to say yes. So we just kind of were silent for a second. She was like, Lindsay, did you throw out that brownie? And I was like, uh, and she goes, do you have it on you? And we were like, yeah, we're just going to take it to the airport. And she's like, Richard, pull over the car. So my dad pulls over the car and we get out to throw it away. But of course, my boyfriend and I start to split it uh-huh. and they're mini brownies, but they were so like you needed basically a quarter. So he and I are starting to share it. Now, my mom hops out and she goes, let me just have a bit. Okay, oh, wow. So, That's what she wanted. Yes. Which is so, so she so we all get there and my boyfriend, um, his nickname was First Step Panic. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because right. rolls off the tongue. <laughs> literally, yes. But it's just like he was this like if anything was like if a if a quarter fell on the ground off the table, he'd be like, oh, my God, it was a shtick. And then it got very tiring, obviously. <laughs> so uh, so we get to the airport. Uh, my parents are going to Vancouver. We're going to L.A. Uh, so we get into the line for security and we both start getting very high and I see my boyfriend's face and he just looks real deer in the headlights uh, very concerned and the security is getting really worried and I was like dude you've eaten the like they can't you're high it doesn't matter yeah but of course so as we go through they pull him aside for screening and he just looks like he's going to die and uh and i'm laughing so hard and we get through and we go upstairs and then all of a sudden i just hear Lindsay, and we turn around and my mom is like just about to walk over to us she is blitzed and my dad grabs her by the collar like the back of the collar shirt turns her around is like we're going to our gate talk to you later right so i just see my mom so he and i now i'm starting to get just very way 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 too high i can't feel my face um it's like it really hot and kind of cold we walk through to go to our seats and there's this extra screening place and this never Whoa. happens they ask him my boyfriend again to screen him again wow i thought he was gonna cry we then get to our gate uh we're sitting there we can't really move or talk that much so our heads are just like leaning together and we're looking at a magazine and i at this point think that i'm either going to excuse me gentlemen mm-hmm. puke or poo i don't know this is what happens i'm like it's 11 o'clock at night our flight is taking off in an hour or it's like 1130. We're getting really close. I go to the bathroom. Nothing happens. And I'm just like, I think I'm going to pass out. Like everything's starting to get kind of like that tunnel foggy vision. How's that burrito going, audience? Yeah, I <laughs> wish I had the burrito. I wish I had a burrito. So like we're standing in line. They call us to get onto the plane. And we're standing, you know, in line to get like onto the plane. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to pass out. But I'm just kind of like leaning against the wall. And right. I make it onto the plane. And right before I sit down. Owen Wilson walks behind. He goes, excuse me. And he's holding a pillow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, cause this, I was regular, like regular class, whatever uh, sure, yeah. e- economy. And I was like, am I, was that Owen Wilson? <laughs> or like, am I this high? Like what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And uh, it was him. Whoa. So weird. And then. I've taken this flight for years and years and years. It's always a hell flight. I've never slept. It's just like you wake up, you're destroyed the next day. Whoa. We ended up having an entire row to ourselves. Also has never happened to me in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting down. I remember hearing the original like, uh, if you guys could take your seats, like the in-flight announcement. Yep. Next thing I knew, 
it was literally a second layer. They go, and now we're landing in LA. Uh, you can, and we like <laughs> passed out warped. for six straight, six and a half hours. That's ideal. Yeah. And then my- that, that, uh, This whole time I thought, oh, this edible is clearly a terrible idea. Terrible. Nobody should do this. That's yeah. a huge mistake. And now I'm like, actually- it were, I know. Because that's, that's the thing. It really was really sick. Like it yeah. was the best because then we felt really- um, Time jumped. Yes. That's and we cool. were totally, because it's usually like just a long, boring flight. But yeah. we were, and we were refreshed the next day. It wow. was like super great. But yeah. So Darlene there's a, will never eat an edible ever again. But yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a yeah pro and con. I yeah, guess you got to be yeah. careful. Yeah. I guess our holiday disaster stories uh, amount to little more than endearing anecdotes involving travel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all that I want. We wanted. did it. Yeah, we did what we came beautiful. here to okay. do. Yeah, right. that happened Thanks. over Christmas. Thanks for the validation. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. No, both successful. Same worldview. Yeah. Shared that worldview <laughs> and taught people some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Look up where you're going. Right. That's a good lesson from yours. Yeah. Don't just drive north. Do the math also and know how much how much time THC. Um, I was going to say you're oh, getting in that's your. That's also true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Cook, but also time. Yeah. And speaking of cooking, you have a few online, uh, I was going to say handles, but that sounds... Yeah, sure. Yeah. I uh, mean, my original main go-to is at Lindsay Ames. Sure. Uh, and then uh, I've just started a really fun new um, game show that's kind of sweeping the nation. It's sweeping the God D nation. The GD nation. Yeah. Countries abound. It's called <laughs> Make That Sandwich. It's at make that sandwich on Instagram. And then you can find the videos on YouTube through Lindsay Ames. Um, and then I also have No Meal Wasted at No Meal Wasted. And that's just kind of all different foods and things I cook, places I go to. So if you like Lindsay and you like food, mm -hmm. you have three options now. You have yeah. three well, channels yeah. of content yeah. to get into here. And then, yeah, TikTok too, you know? Oh, and she's all over TikTok. <laughs> get real. But you don't, you think she's not on TikTok? Yeah. Uh, I have an avocado <laughs> video uh, where I scoop an avocado and it has a million views. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay was uh, convincing me to get TikTok and her way in was like, I want you to look at this video of me scooping an avocado. Okay. Yeah. Now you tell me what you think. And I was like, no, I love this. She's like, yeah, a million people a million do people. also. Yeah. Which actually, what we did say, it was so upsetting that like all the sketches that I've done that have done very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still this. Painstakingly yeah. writing scripts, yes. shooting, editing, yeah. doesn't matter. Scoop yeah. an avocado, you're gold. Yeah. That's all you need. Crazy. Anyways. Okay. So yeah, at Lindsay yeah. Ames, at Make That Sandwich, at No Meal Wasted. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. And Dr. Daniel, can people take your class, read your research? What's the deal? Uh, Play overcooked in front of you? <laughs> my my smoke signal is two short puffs, one long puff and a smoldering wisp. Okay. And I so can get behind that. My yeah. people can <laughs> carry contact your, you on a mountaintop. Yeah, yeah. My carrier pigeon's name is Harold. I'm not I'm not really on social. <laughs> uh, okay. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, that's probably for mm -hmm. the best. That's probably why you're smart. Mm -hmm. Would you say that? I would not say that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I, I dum dums like me just love you know seeing images come up. I mean, yeah, are you kidding me? Just like yeah. way too many videos. Of cats, <laughs> cats, shiny yeah. objects, and cats. I showed Emily a video of a monkey looking through a glass today. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. It was amazing. I'll show you after. It's super cool. Okay, please. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys for joining me. I hope that you had a good time watching this film. Yeah, I hope that yeah, it was fun. You had fun here. Totally. Yeah. I can't wait to learn what happens with you and Jim Carrey in Canada. Yeah. Right? No. Is that where you're going? Hawaii. Oh, in Hawaii. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, same place. Yeah. Basically. Same place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same shit. There's a lot of Canadians there, so it's practically Canada. Is, is that true? Yeah. Well, I mean, over the winter vacation. Oh, okay. Right? That makes sense. Because we all go hibernate. stay warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or uh, not hibernate. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure. Migrate. Yeah. Oh, migrate. Migrate yes, to migrate. Hawaii. Yeah. It's a long migration now mm -hmm. that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Worth it. Um, anyways, <laughs> see you guys later. Thank you so much for joining me. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is Lucas Bollinger. And the executive pudding pie doozer is Brett Kushner. Follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. That's at Bad Science Show. Or feel free to send us an email, badscience at seeker.com. That's badscience at seeker.com. Let us know what you think about the show, any movies we should do in the future. I always appreciate getting your emails. And of course, leave us an iTunes review. That lets other people hear about the show. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>